are about to hear opinions that you may like. Then again, you might hear some that offend you. We don't apologize for that. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. One thing I think everybody agrees on is we have some big problems in public education, but what we disagree on are what those problems actually entail and obviously what the solutions are. On one side, it's they're not funded enough, they're not activist enough, and on an increasingly larger other side, people are saying, wait a minute, just just teach my kids the basics, I'll worry about the other stuff. So what's the right answer? I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us here on American Viewpoints. New book uh, that is out uh, now, uh, which is really, um, well, let's let's say it's shaking up the discussion, uh, Race to the Bottom. And it's written by Luke Rosiak from the uh, Daily Wire, who's also a fellow at Peter Schweitzer's Government Accountability Institute. And Luke, appreciate you being on the uh, program. When you're talking about a race to the bottom, That's a lot of times what uh, people on the left will accuse conservatives of doing by not funding public education more than it's funded right now. What do you mean by that? Um, Basically, uh, I mean, equity programs, when people talk about critical race theory, I I, don't really use that phrase. I use the phrase equity because that's what school systems call it. They mean equal outcomes by race, and they typically get there by bringing top performers down. Uh, so one example is um, the getting rid of the tests to get into magnet schools like Stuyvesant in New York City or Thomas Jefferson here in Fairfax, where they're basically trying to achieve equality by bringing everyone down to the lowest common denominator. So let's start with what I think might be deeper than just the the series of awful decisions and instances that you can point out around the country. There's you know just extreme things that happen. But it seems to me that we could start with one of the most basic questions that has to do with why public education is in the condition that it's in. What many of us think public education is actually for, Luke, appears to be just a very different concept from what some others in the establishment think public education should be doing. And I'm talking about ideology, and I know that that's a big part of your book. Yeah, and I think of it as kind of two separate cartels that have this alliance of convenience. One is the ideologues who are pushing these uh, these things for their own reasons, but the other is the the administrators who actually invite this into the schools. Um, because if they weren't okay with inviting it into the schools, it wouldn't matter that there's ideologues out there. Um, and I think uh, basically the real issue is uh, academic performance is really really bad. Um, we spend $17,000 per student per kid, or excuse me, per, per year uh, on education in America. And yet we've got a 36% literacy rate. We've got 11% kids proficient in American history. We've got 24% proficient in math. These are terrible statistics. And uh, the teachers love to find ways to kind of hide it. And so by talking about, you know, social emotional learning instead of math, it's a way to shift the focus away from that. The other thing that critical race theory uh, does is say that, you know, tests aren't real or objectivity isn't real or wanting the right answer is a function of white culture. And so there's all these ways where this is uh, just a way to kind of excuse the poor academic performance, which is clearly the only reason schools exist is to teach kids, you know, math, science and 
writing. And so I always like to just bring it back to academic performance. One of the arguments against that that you're going to hear from, whether it's school administrators or public school advocates, is they're going to say, well, no, public schools are for more than that. Uh, We have to address cultural issues. There truly is racism in America that still happens. There are are inequities or inequalities or whatever word you want to use. And so we have to teach kids to see that and to address that in order to have a better culture. What problems do you have with that argument? Well, I mean, they basically inject this into every every class at the expense of academics. So you got to kind of look at time in a school day as a budget. If you're doing one thing, it's got to take away from something else. And when you've got 24 percent math proficiency, um, when you're taking precious hours away from the school day, that's a really uh, big problem because at the end of the day, we all want to help poor kids. We all want to help, uh, you know, minority kids. But the best way to do that is to ensure that they're proficient in the skills that will be required for well-paid jobs. We're visiting with Luke Rosiak. He is a fellow at the Government Accountability Institute and writer for the Daily Wire. The book is called Race to the Bottom, and we'll tell you how to find that here in just a couple of minutes. One of the things I know that you address has to do with I guess for lack of a term, Luke, gaming the system regarding test scores and statistics with outcomes. What are the problems that you found while writing this book? Gaming the systems is a great way to put it. Um, it, Back in 2001, No Child Left Behind required schools to start posting test scores online and graduation rates online. And I found that that's when a lot of these problems in the schools really uh, got worse is the schools had these embarrassing statistics. And instead of making them better by, say, uh, teaching kids more so that they could graduate uh, at higher rates, they just gained the stats by making it easier to graduate. And so there was this dumbing down of American schools starting about 20 years ago. Um, But they also have various other schemes. And one of them is busing and you know to your point a minute ago about they want to talk about you know races make it seem like it's what they're teaching kids most of these racial schemes you can kind of tie back to the gaming of stats for the benefit of adults and so busing like 1970s style moving kids around by race it doesn't help kids it doesn't help poor kids uh you know academic performance isn't contagious like a a black kid from the inner city is not going to get better test scores because he's sitting next to a white kid Uh, We know that that's easily provable with school data in a way that no one can dispute. And yet they want to bring back busing in a lot of these places anyway. And so once you look into it, it becomes clear that the reason is, since we know it's not to help kids, by spreading that failure around, you have fewer schools that are failed, like sort of failed failed schools where 90% of kids don't pass tests. Because when you have that, it's deeply embarrassing to the administrators in charge. Um, So if you can kind of spread the kids out and hide them, uh, you haven't helped a single kid, but you help the administrators. And so that's another example of gaming the stats. But, um, you know, uh, for the last 20 years, it's just been one strategy after another for taking hiding test scores or uh, taking the focus off of them. I think CRT is the latest. And then also the coronavirus shutdowns, you saw them say, well, this means we can't do standardized tests. Um, And in some cases, they even said, well, because of coronavirus, we shouldn't give out bad grades either. We should let kids do like pass fail. Luke, there are people all over the country listening to us right now saying, well, I know that happens. I've seen the, uh, you know, Loudoun County School District in the news and Chicago, but uh, thank goodness I live here. That doesn't happen in my district. How widespread is this? 
I'm so glad you said that because that's exactly why I wrote this book. I'm the reporter that broke the Loudon rape story that they, you know, covered up a rape. Uh, and so people are always, you know, asking me about Loudon. I've written a lot about Loudon. Um, and to me, it was always clear that Loudon serves as a case study for the problems that are everywhere. I mean, I wrote about Loudon because I, I live here. Um, it was the, the closest and easiest school system for me to investigate. But those problems are present in every school district. And so what I did with this book is uh, I write about 61 different school districts, and I use them all as case studies to show different dynamics that are present in your school system. So what I've done with this book, Race to the Bottom, is basically set out a roadmap for you to investigate your uh, local school district, because um, it does take work by the parents. I think we're, we have tremendous momentum here. It's amazing to see parents wake up and start paying attention to local schools and politics, uh, oftentimes for the first time ever. Um, we're going up against really entrenched interests who have their own lingo and this alphabet soup of like jargony pr education programs that they have. It's important to know what they're talking about, if only to say, this is why what you just said is so stupid. Here's why you're wrong. And so what this book does is really give parents the confidence to uh, do battle with their school districts, because I do believe that these schools are offering, um, they're not operating uh, for the benefit of kids. It's They're operating as employment centers for adults and for vehicles to be uh, used by various special interests. I know in so many cases, what you just said is correct, but I hate the fact that we have to use the term parents doing battle with uh, the school districts over what's right for the kids. I just hate that that's where we've got. Luke, where do we find the uh, book and where do we find your writing uh, in between books? Uh, you can get it on Amazon, Race to the Bottom. should be in local bookstores as well. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at Luke Rosiak and see my work at The Daily Wire. All right, dailywire.com. Luke, appreciate the, uh, the uh, insight here. I'm sure you're getting a lot of feedback uh, from both directions on this. So thanks for being on this program. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, of course, what do you think? Uh, we post uh, these interviews on the American Viewpoints Facebook page. So once that's posted here starting tomorrow, tell me what you think. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Of course, you can find me on Twitter as well. It's at AVP Radio Show. Hey, thank you so much for being a part of American Viewpoints. I'm Mike Ferguson. We'll talk to you again next week. Have a great weekend.